welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Lyra. I'm Galena. Welcome to the darkness. Uh, so today we have two listener stories, one from Shireen, who emailed us a story that I'm going to read to you, and one from Lane, who sent it to us uh, in a voice recording that we're going to post without messing with it. Uh, there's also a protection amulet spell at the end of that, and it's, it's lovely, so look forward to that. Um, I don't think we really have any announcements this week, do we? Not that I can think of. Yeah, not that I can think of either. I know Nettle's coming to the house this weekend again, so maybe we'll get to record with all three uh-huh. of us again. That'll be so nice. I'll talk to Sage and see if she can, you know, jump in. We'll see. <laughs> it's harder for her with the with the two kids to just, you know, come over and record on a weekend. Because a weekend's usually all, like, all the personal time she has. Alright, but with that, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this email from Shireen. Uh, she also asked two questions. Um, one is about the witch's bottle. She asked, why is it exhausting? Um, and if there is a ritual that goes along with it. Now, I'm on the ritual, I'm sure there is something you can do ritual-wise. We didn't really do anything. We just sort of put it together and set our intent. Um, I think we did cast a circle. Well, yeah, we cast it, but, but you should always cast a circle. Um... There's not really a ritual per se, other than constructing it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you want to form a ritual for it, definitely do that. Rituals are wonderful. They can make something feel very powerful. Um, and it's it's just sort of exhausting because it takes a lot of energy to make. I, I mean, it's not like you're out working in a field to get stuff to put in the bottle. It's just... <sighs> Not to sound like a crazy person, but I <laughs> feel like it through. takes a lot of your power or your essence to do. Yeah. So what it does is it kind of drains you a little bit. I don't want to say it drains your life force. I wouldn't say life but force. But it feels like it. Like, it, it definitely drains your energy. Um, and that's another reason we talk about if you're going to be doing a lot of power work, because that would definitely be power work to make sure that you have a sugary snack. Or some sort of snack afterwards. Definitely, yeah. plenty of water. Absolutely. Um, she also asks, what were we binding when we had our scary story about the binding? Um, it's actually something we're going to keep personal right now. Uh, later on, we may decide to share it with you guys. But for the moment, we just want to keep it to ourselves. Not to be like... <laughs> Not to be dicks. Mysterious or... Oh, dicks. Two completely different takes. I don't really want to talk about right now. <laughs> Um, it was definitely a very scary experience, though. Um, you may hear some thumping in the background. That's Scratchity Pup number two. That's my dog. Um, but I, I guess I'll go ahead and jump into the email. So Shireen writes to us, Have any of you heard of the Hat Man? It reminds me a bit of the White Woman, except that I encountered him in a dream when I was 15. It was one of those extremely vivid dreams that I will remember in detail forever. And it was terrifying. The weirdest part about it is that when I told my mom the dream, she told me that she had a dream about the same person, and so had my childhood best friend Talitha, who we told about it. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know that I'm probably saying Talitha wrong, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it for right now, Uh, and Shireen will probably correct us later if I'm I'm pronouncing it correctly, or incorrectly. Um, Needless to say, we were all pretty unsettled. My dream was longer and more detailed than the others, or at least he was present throughout a larger portion of the dream. So I always thought this was weird, but I never thought much more of it. Then a little more 
a little over five years ago, my mom did some spirit work via intense ritual prayer at her old house. And she put in a really funny thing in like brackets here. that's like, yeah, and Christians don't believe in magic. I roll. Uh, and some very strange things happened. One of the strange things that happened was the smell of cigarettes at the top of our stairs. My mom thought it was weird, but also thought, I don't know, maybe she was having a stroke or olfactory hallucination. Uh, that is until a group of church people came over and they all smelled it too. One of them got a very bad vibe from it and said it was a spirit and they all prayed. My mom told me that story. Excuse me. After my mom told me that story, I pointed out to her that the hat man presented to her uh, was presented to her with a pack of cigarettes. So I went sniffing around the internet to see if anybody else had experienced this person, and of course, many people have. And uh, he is described as wearing a trench coat and a large brimmed hat that obscures most, if not all, of his face. You can't see his eyes, but I could see his mouth, and he, uh, he had stubble. He wears all black and is often dark in corners or in other area, dark areas. He was described online as akin to, sh uh, to shadow people, but I don't know if I totally agree with that. It may just be the simplest way to describe him. And uh, she includes a description of their dreams. Uh, in my dream, Talitha was teaching a children's Bible study class in a room in my house, and he was standing in the corner. Everyone left the room, excuse me, including him, and I was locked in the room screaming until finally Talitha came back and let me out. Then I went upstairs to my bedroom, and to be brief, I washed my hands and the sink exploded. I got a feeling of dread. I turned in the mist from the exploded sink, and he was lying asleep on my bed. I tiptoed out of my room and ran down the uh, half of the stairs, but was paralyzed with fear. There was a crescendoing violin sound, and the walls around me started to grow and warp. Then a voice said something like, and suddenly everything was illuminated, as my mom walked to the top of the stairs. Then I woke up. In my mom's dream, she was walking down the street at night. The hat man walked out from the darkness into the light of a street lamp and threw a pack of cigarettes at my mom's feet and said, I'm back. And uh, she was overcome with dread and ran away. Now. That's a valid reaction. Honestly. Yeah. That's so threatening. I'm back. It's just like, thought you got rid of me. Right. I'm back. Fucking power move by the hat man. Oh my God terrifying that's the scariest thing <laughs> yeah i would probably pee the bed oh yeah definitely uh in talitha's dream she was at our old church uh which was at the performing arts center of a local junior high school there were two doors at either end of the north side and south side of the building she walked to one of the doors on the north side and the hat man walked into the doors at the other end of the north side she saw him out of the corner of her eye and went running across the room to the door on the south side he did the same she ran and he chased her on and on through a huge cemetery until finally she came to my family's house in the dream our house was at the top of a hill and the whole hill was covered in a clean green lawn she got to the house and he stopped she lived out the rest of the dream in our house because the hat man couldn't step onto the lawn but uh, he never left the perimeter talitha told me that sometimes she would only dream that he was chasing her through the cemetery and the rest of the dream wouldn't happen which is also scary i would hate to have a continuing dream about being chased through a cemetery that would be really creepy mm -hmm. uh, so that honestly continues to be one of the weirdest experiences i've ever had and i still kind of feel like he's around sometimes although it's gotten better since i've gotten older I don't know if he's connected to some sort of generational trauma, like a psychic remembrance of sexual abuse in past generations of our families, based on the vibe he gave all of us, or if he's an actual entity, or what. I'm not really at a place in my life where I feel like it would be a good idea to go digging too deeply. Um, she also gave us permission to uh, 
include her Instagram handle, which is SafeBrows, uh, S-E-I-F-B-R-O-W-S. And you know what? I just want to say about feeling like it's not a good idea to go digging too deeply. That's so fucking valid. And I really feel that. <laughs> uh, no, that's understandable. If you're not comfortable looking into something, just as long as it's not bothering you, you know, continuously, leave it alone. Absolutely. Um, and she sent us an email uh, before, right? About something else that happened, but I can't quite remember what it was. Do you remember? Um, it was an arm coming out of the wall. Oh, that's right. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was reaching for her husband. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, when we were little, which I completely just ignored her <clears throat> whole hat person and a hat story. <laughs> because that scared me. Because when we were younger, um, Lyra was a toddler, and I think I was about seven or eight, I saw an arm reaching out of um, our parents' bedroom wall trying to grab Lyra, and it looked like my mom's arm, and it had my mom's voice, and it was calling to her. So it scared me really bad, so I snatched her and ran down the stairs and then screamed when I saw her real mother, because, you know, I thought it was the wall arm thing trying to get her still. <laughs> And just to make it a little spookier, when um, I was about 10 years old, and I actually don't think I'd ever told uh, Galena this story until we got that email from Shireen, and we were talking about the the, wall, the arm coming out of the wall. Um, when I was about 10 years old, I woke up in the middle of the night because I felt really weird and creeped out, uh, and I reached over and turned on the light, and when the light clicked on, attached to my wrist was a shadowy hand still hanging on where I guess it had grabbed me before, and it was just sort of slowly dissolving in the light. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so, I, call me paranoid, I've always had a small suspicion that maybe shadow people are after me. <laughs> oh, and on the hat man, the fact that um, Shireen could see his mouth and that he had stubble, I've never read a story about the hat man online, which, you know, the hat man's really common, um, I had actually never heard of him until she emailed us about it. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, but he is a fairly common occurrence. People have so many stories. He's a creepy one, too. He's kind of like, oh, God, what's it called? The Crawler or something like that. It's at uh, one of the asylums. I don't know if it's one of the ones near here. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but he's it's another weird shadow person, but doesn't quite behave the same way normal shadow people do, so people think maybe it's like a demon or something, you know? Well, that's, you know, sweet dreams fodder for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's actually uh, theories that the Hat Man's like a, a modern form of the Grim Reaper, because a lot of people have seen him right before a death in the family. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. What was I saying about the Hat Man? Oh. But hers doesn't look like the normal Hat Man. Yeah. Well, because all the stories I've seen, um, you can't see any of his face. He's just black. Um, so the fact that she could see his mouth and stubble makes me wonder if he's more of just a spirit attached to her family. It might be. Um, and if that's the case, if you guys are looking for um, a way to shake an attachment or bad energy or something, um, we talked to another listener about this recently. Uh, and we actually told them to 
take a cleansing bath. I think that's a great way, you know, ritual waving is a great way to shake negative energy. Um, so salt's obviously a good base for anything like that. Frankincense is wonderful. It's really easy to get in like, uh, the essential oil form or in incense form. Um, sage, basil, and rosemary are all cleansing herbs. And if you want to just throw some quartz right in the bath water with you, that's a good idea. Um, you can also put quartz over your front door and windows or any door <laughs> and windows, um, to block negative energies and entities. Um, and I think I probably have talked about that almost as many times as I've talked about the single white candle, which a single white candle can help you in this situation. <laughs> Never doubt the power of a single white candle. <laughs> Um, and always do your, uh, protection bubbles. Oh, and it's besom season, ex at least, uh, around where we live. We're starting to see them in, like, craft stores and stuff, so keep an eye out for that. Putting that over your front door can help cleanse negative energies as well. But all of this kind of leads into our next segment. Um, a wonderful listener by the name of Lane actually sent us a segment of them telling a little bit of a creepy story and a protection amulet that they made. Yeah, and I actually really want to try that amulet myself. It's very nice. Um, and we would tell you Lane's Insta handle because they said we could use it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. And I think we gave them a shout out in our last episode. Um, we will probably include it in our next episode too, because we're bad at preparing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for Lane. Hey guys, my name is Lane and I'm a practicing witch of about two years. So now that I look back on it, I've been developing my practice most of my life. I've really enjoyed your podcast so far, so I want to share with you a story of an experience my boyfriend and I had, and a protection amulet enchantment that I developed in response to the experience. My boyfriend, Peter, has just now started his practice, but he's always been very open to energies, and I'm something of an empath, so I'm, really, I'm also really attuned to energies that people and places give off. So, when we visited my parents' place this summer, we decided to go on a walk around my old neighborhood, and I told him about the houses and memories that I had from growing up there. It was all going fine, until one, pass, one house we passed. I remembered very vaguely from entering it as a child with my best friend at the time, who was feeding the owner's cats while they were out of town, that it felt impossibly large inside. There were a bunch of strange objects and paintings that weren't even hung up on the walls, and I just had this feeling of fear and dread in the pit of my stomach that I just, like, suddenly was able to recall. As we passed this house, house, both me and my boyfriend were hit with what felt like a wave of, like, negative energy. It was so potent that I could, like, feel my shoulders clench involuntarily. I didn't want to mention it at first to him because I didn't want him to think I was crazy. But once I did, he agreed that he felt the same thing. We rushed home as quickly as we could, but we still felt like this pressure on our shoulders. And for me, like I felt in my chest, just this weight and this sense of dread. So I obviously couldn't just let that be. So I developed a protection amulet enchantment on the spot that has actually served us both very well since. So this is it. <laughs> so when um we got home, we immediately, I have a sage and rosemary bundles that I made from clippings from my grandparents' garden that I tend and I immediately saged the entire space, and I basically just like had us both sitting in a beautiful smoke cloud. I opened up the windows, and um, we took the necklaces that we wear every day and took them off, and I started the enchantment. 
So first you basically need a piece of jewelry or something that you have on you all the time, which you want to enchant. I started by burning my, just the little bits of sage and rosemary I had left over from the bundle in an iron pan. You could also use a cauldron or whatever it is that you like to work with. Um, I drew a sickle for protection on a piece of paper, then burned it with the herbs in the pan. You can use like any sigil that like you develop or that you find online. It really doesn't matter as long as it resonates with you. Um, and then I cast a salt and eggshell circle around the pan. I really like to use eggshells as an extra protection thing. I personally like I dry up eggshells from cooking and I grind them up and use them in protection powders. So I made that circle, and then I took the amulet or whatever jewelry you want to use and swung it over the smoke in three circles counterclockwise for banishment, three circles clockwise for ushering in protection and a safe sort of feeling and, a, and like a safety for yourself personally. And I repeated this movement three times, and I did one of the chants that I had found previously which is Hekas Hekas Este Bebeloi. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it basically translates to far, far be removed the profane. After that, um, I always seal my enchantments with a kiss. Like if you have something else that you prefer to close your spells with, like you can do that. But I basically just kiss the amulets and then your enchantment is done. So I hope this helps and I hope you guys, um, I don't know, enjoy it and keep making your stuff. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right. So we're just sort of coming back in to sign off with you guys because we love you so much. So thank you so much for listening. And Lyra, try not to think about what stares back at you from the rearview mirror when you sit in the car. Oh, God. That's one of my biggest things. Stay spooky. <laughs> Keep your tits up.